What's going on, you guys, and welcome back to your favorite fitness and lifestyle listening experience. This is episode number 18 of the Living Unlimited podcast. We appreciate you listening, and we know you're going to love this episode. Today, we talked about the top mistakes hard gainers make when trying to build lean muscle mass. This was an informative one for anyone out there trying to gain muscle, gain size, male or female. The advice is still the same. We discuss everything from training tips and nutrition tips and uh, where people typically go wrong in this journey so you won't want to miss it. Once again, thanks for listening and without further ado, let's get into it. What it do? What it do? Let's get it going. Let's get it cracking. Uh, so I don't know if you guys listened to the last episode or not, but we had a real good episode. We talked about the top 10 exercises for muscle building. I think up until this point is probably one of our most, I think I, it hasn't been released yet, but I think it's going to be one of our more popular episodes because it's very searchable and it's something that a lot of people I feel like are curious about. And another thing that might surprise you is that it's nothing surprising on that list. A lot of those exercises are pretty self-explanatory, but I feel like the thesis of that episode really is directed towards the hard gainers out there. So that's what we wanted to come on here and talk about today is the top tips for hard gainers. Yeah, last episode was definitely um, very informational, probably, um, like you said, a lot easier to search than some of the other ones. A lot less broad. Mm-hmm. Very niche, very specific. Um, and I think the, what's special about the episode we're about to do right now is that both of us come from that hard gainer place. I mean, I think we still, I mean, I still battle it, to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. a lot less than I used to. Right, like, I think, right, if, right. I think if I was, you know, using the same strategies I was then, I would definitely get a lot bigger now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would probably also um, receive some of the negative side effects of that because my metabolism has slowed. 100%. So I don't think I could just pound protein you know mass gainer shakes and eat mcdonald's anymore i think we should start with some of the like commonly held misconceptions about what it takes for a hard gainer to build muscle because we were the poster children of like what not of dirty boy yeah of what not to do dirty bulking like putting like you didn't have to worry about it quite as much like in when it comes to the endomorph mesomorph ectomorph like spectrum Peyton is probably on the very far end of the ectomorph, and I'm just a little bit nudged to the right of that. So even in the dirty bulk phase, Peyton even had even more so had less to worry about than I than I did. If I go too far down that direction, I will start to gain a little bit of body fat. But um, kind of like now, I'm a little fluffy right now. But uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, let's talk about it. Let's 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 be vulnerable. Let's uh, let's uh, let them in on the crazy, stupid shit we used to do when we were dirty bulking. I mean, where to start? I mean, I think really like like I said, like the protein. Like, where where does any hard gainer or somebody that you know wants to gain muscle start? You know, they they Google it, 
they go to bodybuilding.com yep. or they go to a popular you know fitness weightlifting website brand um, and um, are probably told to eat as much as they can um, protein shakes uh, bodybuilders split which all like can work but I think what it does is ends up like enabling some of those like bad habits mm -hmm. that you know we'll get into about you know us like or at least us sharing our experiences um but yeah i think, really, I think where to start like, yeah i think here i think this is a good one right here is that you need to be eating like absurd amounts of calories that you need to like disregard all measurements of health when it comes to the calories that you get in your body i remember we used to we used to <laughs> Before and or and or I, let me emphasize I, I, I that and or after the gym, we would stop by the McDonald's drive through and try to get as, you know, shovel as many damn calories in our bodies we possibly could. Yeah. And that is just not going to serve you in any way, shape or form when it comes to putting on lean muscle mass. Now, right. you might gain some body fat. You might gain some weight on the scale, some water weight. But when it comes to actually gaining true muscle. You really, it's not, it's not doing as much for you as you think it is. Mm -hmm. You know, all those calories um, are not the same. All calories are not created equal. Right. And a lot of the stuff, like a lot of the stuff in fast food, you know, for this example, being McDonald's, um, a lot of the, the, the bad stuff, the preservatives, the processed stuff that is going to um, actually work against you as far as. Uh, like you're saying, building muscle mass, right? Because right. it's going to make your body work harder to break those things down mm -hmm. and your body won't have that energy to build muscle, so on and so forth. Another thing to to jump off the back of your, you know, the quality of the calories, it's going to, it's going to wreak absolute havoc on your hormones too. Like as a young, especially as a young male, like if you're eating trash, garbage, processed foods, that's going to take a toll on your testosterone, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, different just hormonal things. <clears throat> Those processed foods, you also are going it, to, it's just, they're more, the way the macronutrient profiles are break, broken down, like your body's going to be more likely to store those, those shitty calories as, as unwanted bodily tissue, i.e. body fat. So, um, really focusing on quality over quantity and then another mistake. So right now we're talking about the, the mistakes that most hard gainers make. The, uh, the other one that comes to mind is, is, uh, overtraining, like just going balls to the wall and, and hitting it hard every single day. Um, or even just not even just over using intensity, but the actual programming itself, yeah. like body, you know, bodybuilder splits, you know, you know, five, five day bodybuilder splits specifically. That's the one that I'm thinking of right now that I'm like, you know, that's one thing I probably would have switched to full body a little sooner if I had I known how much more effective it was to train like that, just to put on sheer size on the whole entire body. I think overtraining isn't just um, being at the gym every day, because I think you could be at the gym every day. I think really what it the bullet point that we should have, I mean, that I'm thinking of in my mind isn't overtraining, it's too much lifting. Because mm -hmm. I think, 
you know, you could spend a lot of that time you're in the gym doing all the other detail work that mm. as a kid, you're, you know, hard headed to, you you know, you're stubborn, you don't want to do it, you don't want to put the time in because you don't realize the return on your investment that you're going to get. Um, so if you're, you know, doing myofascial work, whether that's foam rolling or, you know, uh, tennis ball or lacrosse ball or you're, um, you're stretching or you're doing mobility work. Um, All of those things, by the way, will actually indirectly help you build more that, muscle. And that so. was going to be my next point is that like not only is it going to stop you from overtraining with the lifting, it's actually going to help with the muscle gain from the lifting that you're actually doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just something that I think is a mindset thing for any athlete. I think that starts before you even lift. Yeah. I think a lot of it, at least for me, it's something I wish I would have been doing when I started playing sports when I was young. Obviously, you know, T-ball, like mm-hmm. these things, like you're probably not gonna like need to worry about that. But once you start competing in organized sports and you know, it's something that you're doing because you wanna be doing, you wanna compete. Um, I think understanding that will will really, you know, show so many benefits down the road. And it's just hard because I think really the word that a lot of young kids, including myself, lacked is patience. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what that kind of stuff takes, right? Like when you're lifting, you feel like you're you're rushing, you're running, you're sprinting towards that goal. And then when you're stretching and you're doing you know, myofascial work, not only is it, can it be painful, but it can be boring, right? Mm -hmm. And it feels like you're not like chasing, you know, that goal. But I think if you make that mindset switch that you are actually by doing those things, getting yourself to those goals faster, I think it can be easier to sit through them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the takeaway from that is that slow and steady wins the race when it comes to muscle building, because it really is a much slower process then people think they think they can put on like all kinds of muscle mass in short amounts of time, but it takes time and it takes, you know, a small gradual increase in your calories over time. It takes consistently hitting your protein intake requirements. And, um, yeah, it's just not an easy process. So for anybody to think that they can just load a bunch of calories and, indiscriminately just shove food in their mouth is just not going to work like that. Mm -mm. So let's talk a little bit about the things hard gainers should be doing, not the mistakes. We have a article pulled up here from bodybuilding.com hard gainer helper, 10 training and nutrition tips for the skinny guy or girl. Does it say hard gainer helper for real? Hard gainer helper. Yeah. It's like hamburger helper is a play on that. Should you see me some hamburger helper? I had some hamburger helper. It's pretty fire. Yeah, I mean, um, if you like explosive diarrhea, yeah, <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, hard uh, gainer helper. Ten training and nutrition tips for the skinny guy. Um, we won't go super in, into the article. I'm not gonna. It's not story time. I'm not gonna read it to you guys. But we'll just go over the main points, um, and then me and Bryce will tell you what we think because you care so so much straight up um first first tip get dense not full Mm, that's interesting i like that so it says don't stuff your stomach with mountains of low calorie uh low calorie carrots instead focus on eating calorie dense foods um so yeah we want to get foods that are dense in calories so 
it might not take up a lot of space in your stomach, but mm-hmm. it's going to provide a lot of calories. For some reason, the first thing I think of is like trail mix. I don't know mm-hmm. why. Like that's something that's super calorie dense. So another thing to, to I, I know we talked a lot about avoiding the dirty bulk and avoiding like putting in indiscriminately shitty quality food into your body like there is if you're a true hard gainer like if you're a true hard gainer you're a young person you're otherwise healthy it's important to understand that like chasing a particular goal sometimes is not going to be the best and the most optimal for health so if you're a true hard gainer there is some value i think we needed to throw the caveat in at the beginning but there is some value to eating just foods that are just denser with calories so think of things like uh you know like whole like whole grain rice like white rice or brown rice or you know like nuts and seeds peanut butter is extremely calorie dense like milk you know some people for for some people it's can be inflammatory they don't sit well with dairy but you know like whole milk or two percent milk things that are like packed with lots of calories and lots of nutrients that um don't take up a lot of volume so it's not hard to you know it's not you're not shoveling in food all day every day um, because you're getting in the right choices with the foods that are already higher in calories so i like it i think that's a good first tip um what else does it say about that does it go into, into any detail um yeah i mean it talks about um that most hard gainers require at least 20 calories per pound of body weight. Um, and then they have a hard, hard gainer calorie calculator. You can enter in your weight and figure out how many calories you need. So I put in uh, 160 because, mm-hmm. you know, I fluctuate right around there. That's like kind of my mean, my median range weight wise. And it tells me that I need to eat 3,200 calories, which is about how, I mean, I probably eat around there. I don't think that's a bad, uh, I don't think that's a bad estimate for, for someone like you, but the thing to caution with looking up calculators and like that, things like that is everybody's metabolism is going to be so individually different. And what are you eating too? And what is it? Yeah, exactly. And what is it composed of? So I think the better strategy, instead of using some sort of arbitrary formula, like track your food for a, for a minute like do it for a couple of weeks you know say you're eating roughly 2800 calories and that's kind of where you just intuitively sit on a day-to-day basis and if that's where you are maintaining you know weigh yourself at the beginning of the two-week period eat how you would normally do track get the average of those two weeks for each week of how many calories you're getting per day and at the end of that phase if you gained weight then you know you were eating in a surplus if you lost weight you're in a deficit if you stayed the same you were maintaining so you know if you're trying to gain weight then if that 2800 is your maintenance hypothetically then you can bump it from there and you really only need to bump it like you know three to five hundred calories maybe like i know people who and it, this used to be us like being in you know, thousands of calories surplus, you know, like for me, I used to try to eat, it was like 5,500 calories a day at one point I was eating. And, um, and consequently I gained a little body fat doing that because it was just way more than my body actually needed to put on just, just lean mass. You know, I was getting bigger, but a little bit of it was and a little bit more than it should have been was body fat. Yeah, you can't get it all at once. Right. And your body, yeah, I mean, there's always too much of a good thing. Yep. 
Um, number two, so second tip for hard gainers, sleep, son. Oh, bro. This is very... That's uh, a doozy right they're here. They're talking... We're, apparently, we're talking to a young boy here. Mm-hmm. That's, the article is definitely directed at our 18-year-old selves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, sleep. I, I think, again, that's like something like people... It's a given, right? Like, of course, but not really. Like, people yeah, don't some people, sleeping. Yeah, some people don't understand how important it is. Um, I mean, it really is the three pillars. It's your fitness, it's your nutrition, and it's your sleeping. Though, If those three things are not all on point, you're going to have a damn hard time putting on muscle mass. Yeah. Um, I think sleep was one of the things that I kind of didn't really put the pieces together until honestly somewhat recently you know what i'm saying like within the past two two to three years i mean i used to be running on four and a half five like six hours of sleep you know waking up early to to go to work and then i come home work out with you and then you know you're in college and we're bullshitting staying up late and doing whatnot and then you know you're putting all this effort into the gym and all this effort into shoveling calories in your mouth but you're not giving your body the the actual time frame that is required for it to use, put those resources into building the lean mass, then it just, it's not going to work. So yeah, we were, you're overeating and then you're not even giving yourself the amount of sleep you would need to process even the amount that you, you should be getting, which is less than what you're eating. Right. So you end up just pooping a lot, probably. <laughs> you're just going to end up on the toilet by doing have, that. Yeah. Just so, real expensive doo-doo right there. Go to bed. Go to sleep. Get your sleep. Get a bedtime. And it's going. more than like there, there's so much to sleep that that is uh, you know that plays a role. It's 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 the you know you your body repairs during those deep stages of of I think it's four, stage four and five whatever you know REM sleep whatever the phases are. Right. Um, there's certain times uh, of of your sleep schedule that are optimized for muscle building and growth hormone production and testosterone production. And those phases of sleep, you only enter those after a certain prolonged period of time of actually being asleep. So if you're only right. getting, you know, six hours of sleep, you might be missing out on a whole cycle that is that could be used for building muscle and putting putting on some muscle mass onto that frame. So number three. Number three. Drink some calories. Drink them up. So they go into talking about pre and post protein shakes, which I think um, I think is a good. I mean, I think it can work for people. I think some people don't like to do protein shakes as much. I mean, I think, again, it's, it's for the individual, it's person to person, um, to each their own. But I think, like, really the underlying thing here is, again, like, what are you eating, right? Like... And, and appetite, like I think for a lot of folks, like including me, the best part about drinking calories when I was younger and I was really trying to gain weight was I didn't have as big of an appetite. Mm-hmm. And so it was hard for me to work myself up to force feed myself. Um, and like, if you're not hungry, like it's gonna be harder to like convince yourself to cook, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I think protein shakes are a good hack for people who struggle with appetite issues and, and convenience like if you want to take it on the go mm-hmm. yeah i think the appetite is the main the main point with that one and, and and protein intake like protein like so so there's a couple things so we used to take uh mass gainers right like just every now and then i'll take a mass gainer here and there but 
We used to take them. I at least for me, I used to take it every single day, twice a day. Yeah, I used and, to. I used to drink masculine all the time. And 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 that helped, you know, from a calorie standpoint and from a appetite standpoint. Like Peyton was saying, like if you can get your first meal of the day, <clears throat> and then have those shakes in between or like right after your meals, it's it makes it a lot easier to be able to get all those calories without feeling like you're gonna explode and you're gonna. Um, you know, uh, have a repeat episode of the Krakatoa volcano in your toilet. So, <laughs> the what? Yeah, you never heard of Krakatoa? No. The volcano and uh, anyway, but uh, and then the protein point. So most people have a really really tough time hitting the protein requirements, especially if you start off um, with a little bit of a bigger frame. Like the bigger your frame is, I would say the harder this is because you're supposed to get close to a one-to-one -one ratio of protein to body fat, right? So one gram of protein per pound of body fat or body weight, sorry. Um, so for me, just starting out, I was looking at trying to get 170, you know, 180 grams of protein a day. And if you're eating three meals with a roughly 30 gram serving, maybe 40, but that's still only about 100 grams right there. And that's like, almost, that's a little bit more than half of what I need. So the protein shakes come in big handy when it comes to hitting the protein requirements yeah. um, in a convenient way. So I think that's the main, the main thing right there. Number four, isolation exercises are a no-go. That was uh, something I wish I would have uh, adapted or took on a lot earlier. Um, we definitely have always been doing compound exercises, but I think like now, especially like we run a full body routine most of the time like we're mixing muscle groups um every workout mm -hmm. and i think that that caters to more compound exercises versus isolation um so yeah i mean if you're, if you're trying to get bigger uh do the compound lifts. you need to do compound lifts like there's no point you could take for almost any main muscle group you could take like Th four, three to five separate isolation exercises and they still wouldn't be as effective as the main compound exercises for that muscle group. Right. Like that's how how important they are. And people don't understand that. Like if we would have taken out all every single isolation exercise that we were doing from the age of 18 to 23, 24 and only did, you know, the compound lifts, we probably would have had have better physiques right now to this day. Like yeah, most likely, yeah. The isolation exercises come in handy when you're trying to really sculpt certain parts, or like if you're if you're trying to be a bodybuilder, it, it becomes really important. But if you're just trying to put on muscle mass for your entire body, mm -hmm. you got to be doing the compound lifts, and your and your whole workout should be centered around those. With the isolation lifts being, you know, they call them auxiliary lifts for a reason. They should be a supplement to your foundation of compound movements. Number five, smart cardio. Um, what do you mean by that? The article talks about um, that you've likely heard that hard gainers should eliminate cardio entirely. Um, and there may be logic to that, but when done correctly, um, there's a place for cardio in a hard gainers program. Um, they talk about heart health um, and low to moderate intensity uh, cardio, 20 to 30 minutes couple sessions a week, um, boost your recovery time, these kinds of things. 
uh, I think that there's definitely a lot of merit to that. Like, um, obviously, if, if you're young, like for us, like I, don't, I think cardio was never like cardio was always involved because we were playing basketball, mm-hmm. um, you know, every day. So we, we were always getting cardio. But for somebody that's just purely a weightlifter, uh, if you can get some steps in, whether that's, you know, the stair climber mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, you go for a walk or two each week. I definitely think, yeah, that's a good idea. So, yeah, so there's two sides of this of this one right here. So they're saying smart cardio because a lot of times there, there will be people in the fitness space that will tell you, especially for hard gainers, they'll tell you to avoid cardio at all costs. And I think the, and the reason why they're saying that is because if you're a hard gainer and you're already struggling to get, you know, 35, 4,000 calories, whatever it is, <clears throat> then if you're burning in the excess of four, 500, 800, 1,000 calories on top of that, it's going to be virtually impossible to hit your calorie goal. So that was something that I fell into the trap of big time when I was first starting out. So we would play basketball for, you know, two hours and then lift after that or before, whatever it was. Right. And... You know, you eat all this food. You're like, why can't I get any weight? Why can't I get any weight? And it's because you're just burning way too much energy. So yeah. so there is something to be said about tapering it down a little bit if you're already doing a lot of it. <clears throat> but if you're doing none at all, you will, you'll, you'll have a little bit of benefit cardiovascular-wise, like endurance-wise during your sets um, from doing a little bit of cardio. So definitely do the right amount, but not none. Not none. Number six, low reps, heavy weight. Uh, primary focus needs to be on lifting heavy, keep the rep ranges low, um, yada, yada, yada. I mean, this, again, seems obvious, definitely true. I don't think that's obvious, though. I don't think it's obvious, bro. Like, a lot of people don't, they just don't even know. They, I think people, I think the first rep range people hear about is 10. Like, when you're starting out, I think you just go to 10. Yeah, you know I think saying? that's a common. I think that's a common, uh, yeah, rep range for like a beginner. Yeah. But I do think like somebody that knows what a hard gainer is and that's googling that mm-hmm. understands that if they want to get bigger, they need to lift heavier weight. But I think the real like conversation there is how like when you're like what is what is the weight that you should be lifting for six to ten because a lot of times especially beginners that haven't been doing these exercises for a long period of time are going to sacrifice form Mm -hmm. um for that weight to lift heavier and then that ends up actually just working against them right because they end up hurting themselves creating imbalances so lift heavy but you know start by getting the form down work your way up with the weight um before you're you know just jerking weight around Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i don't think uh i think a lot of young guys will understand that they need to go heavy this is probably more of uh something geared towards the ladies like ladies who are getting into the gym i feel like their rep range like if they're following any female like instagrams or like online trainers or like like pre-made cookie cutter programs that that you know ladies have designed a lot of them are going like higher reps like 12 to 15 sometimes more than that 20 25 reps like a lot of pumping burning style Mm -hmm. training and 
that type of person needs to understand that that's definitely not going to get you to build a whole lot of muscle mass. Like it'll help you with your con mind muscle connection. Like you'll burn calories. You might burn a, you might gain a little bit of muscle, but if we're talking about like the most effective dose when it comes to a rep range, uh, for pure muscle size, you're looking at, I mean, what would you say? Six to eight, you know, six to eight, maybe 10 at the high yeah. end. This, um, this article says six to 10, but yeah, I, yeah. I think, Six to eight is the, is the sweet spot for sure. Yeah. Number seven, heavyweight, long rest. So, I mean, obviously we just talked about the heavyweight, but now talking about the rest here. When um, you go heavyweight, you automatically have to increase the, rep, the rest periods yeah. for the most part. It's kind yeah. of a, they, those have a, um, I don't know, what would you call that? An inverse relationship or a, um, oh no, I guess it would be a, uh, the opposite of an inverse relationship as your as your weight increases your rest period is going to increase as well right well and strength and size aren't always not always directly correlated but right. i do think they are somewhat proportional and if you want to make sure that you're getting your six to eight reps on all three sets for a weight that you can barely do six mm -hmm. to eight reps you're going to need to take enough rest in between those sets to make sure you can get that same rep exactly, range. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to have to um, drop the weight each time, which is something you can do. Like if your goal is to gain muscle mass, but your top, top priority isn't to get as massive as you can right away, you are in it for the long haul. There's something to be said about you can go six to eight reps for three sets with shorter rest if you're really willing to drop the weight on each one. Yeah, yeah, um, I guess you could do cause, that. Because your body doesn't doesn't know what size of dumbbells you're holding. Right. It just knows I can do this or I can't. So um, just make sure that if you are doing the same weight and you're doing heavy, um, heavy weight that you are taking long enough rest in between each of your sets. Two more. Okay, number eight. Don't fear fat. If you're a hard gainer and have a fear of healthy fats, you're headed for trouble. I think a lot of hard gainers don't know what healthy fats are. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. Uh, yeah, no, I don't 100%. think... I, I think that I did, but I didn't think mm -hmm. about it a lot. Like, I knew, like, peanut butter... And like avocado, things like that. I probably knew that that, that was healthy fat, mm -hmm. but I, I don't think that I was like really thinking about it. I think I was thinking protein and calories. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't even know if I was thinking like avocado and peanut butter. I was probably thinking more like raising canes and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, exactly. uh, and uh, buttermilk ranch probably but um but yeah fats are huge like for men well and men, and women so i was gonna say hormone production but it's important for men and women for the purpose of hormone production uh testosterone and men mainly a little bit of testosterone in women but also the balance between estrogen and uh what's the other one uh progesterone or whatever it's called um the two female hormones but that's what your fats do is they uh well they do a lot of things but they one of the primary functions is hormone balance so if your hormones out of whack you're gonna have a really tough time putting on muscle yeah. so and and some ladies if you're if uh if you go too low fat and you're on like a 
you know, a high carb, low fat sort of diet, you can actually lose your period. Um, same if you're just going too low calorie in general, but, uh, you got to have fats. Uh, it's the only other essential macronutrient other than, than protein. I mean, proteins and fats are the, really are the only essential macronutrients because you could theoretically, you could live without carbs, but if you try to live without fat, you would actually die. Yeah. So you need that. And it's super important. And uh, a lot of protein sources are going to have uh, yep. fat. Yep, yep. Like, I mean, there's a lot of Good and bad fat when it comes with meat, depending on what eat, what eat, what meat you are eating. What eat? What 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 eat? What eat, eat man rock? What make e fire? <laughs> make fire. Make fire. Eat protein. Calories. Thirty. Hard gainer. Lift rock. Lift rock. Ten times. Ten times. Six. Six. Six, six times. No. <laughs> man lift, lift heavy rock, rock six, six times. Six to eight times. Yes. Okay. Number nine. Load up on carbs. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. I, I almost didn't think about this, but I like this a lot. Actually, I lied. It says choose the right carbs, and then it says load up on carbs yeah. after a workout, which, yes. So rice, I think specifically. Like, there's something about eating large amounts of... Uh, I'll throw oats in there, too. Like, there's something about eating large amounts of those complex carbs that just puts size on mm -hmm. you. Like, you just fill up. It just it fills your muscles up with glycogen and nutrients. And it's something about... Um, Something about those carbohydrates that really is effective for muscle building. Yeah, complex carbs, get those in throughout the day, like your oatmeal, mm -hmm. as Bryce mentioned. And then post-workout, get you some simple carbs, that quick dose that your body's going to take in right away. Yep, absolutely. Could not agree more. I would say, yeah, stick to, stick to the rice, stick to the oats, sweet potatoes. You could even throw in some, some white potatoes, red potatoes too. Um, but I think I think sweet potatoes, oats, any type of rice with those three, you're gonna be set. So that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. There's the last the last bullet point on here is be patient and be persistent, which is probably actually the most important point out of all of these because if you're a hard gainer, it probably means you're younger um, or early in your weightlifting career. And it is a marathon, not a sprint. Keep working, keep lifting. Um, you'll get there. Straight up, 100%. That's pretty much it for the list, right? That's, That's it. it. Cool. Uh, I think we put, a, put in a lot of good informationals into your brains just now. I wanted to rhyme something with informational with something with their ear or something with the body part. If we put a lot of informationals in your but there's nothing. That sounds oddly uh, promiscuous there, buddy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Why don't you back it on up before we start uh, calling ourselves a rated R podcast? All this talk of healthy fats got me going. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you healthy fat. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it, y'all. Uh, that's uh, top mistakes for hard gainers. I think main thing is get your calories, find your adequate protein level, um, you know, compound lifts. All the things we just mentioned. So anything else you want to add on to that? Nah. I mean, I think uh, this is really helpful tips, but more just concepts. to. Awesome. Yep. And with that being said, you can check us out on Instagram. That's Operation Unlimited. Or you can check us out on our personal Instas. Mine is Bryce J. Gibson. Payton's is just his first name. P-A-Y-D-Y-N. Check out our website. 
check out our online store. And until next time, peace.